WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Uh, nothing, you know, just enjoying some playoff hockey. A little sadness, a little sadness in the air. No. No? I'm more of a relief. Right? I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess some sadness, but a lot of relief that it's, it's finally over. <laughs> the misery is over. Yeah, not misery, but like, you, I guess because we were hoping to be bad towards the end, and like, you don't want to hope to be bad. Yeah. But now that it's over and we know where we lie, it's like, okay, now we can kind of just relax and focus on playoffs and like not Hawks hockey for a while. So it's, it's nice to, to watch hockey and it to be fun and enjoyable and not being like, Oh God, how is this team going to embarrass us tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, so. and I mean, a lot of this playoff hockey too is just going to be so incredible to watch and a lot of really good matchups that are going to hopefully show off how great the NHL is because this, is this the first year that it's, ESPN, right? Yeah. yeah, so they should get a lot more coverage, which would be cool. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into that and yes, this episode comes out on Wednesday. The playoffs start on Monday. Sue us. Our schedules don't align for us to get an episode before the playoffs start. Our predictions still count. Doesn't matter. Shut up. Um, I mean, I if I don't I I mean, I still have my predictions already locked in on, on <laughs> nhl.com. Yeah. And I don't think anything's wrong so far that like if if I had chosen like Dallas in four, I still would have said that like <laughs> like as a prediction, even though they lost. Yeah, I don't, I, that's a good idea. I should probably pull mine up. Although what I truly want to pick when we talk about here is not what I'm going with on my bracket, um, because I want mayhem. Oh, Tampa Discord. Tampa again. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. huh? All yep. right. Oh man, Toronto fans. It's okay. It's going seven. Don't worry about it. All right. Let's get into some Hawks talk here. We're not going to spend a lot of time. because, like we said, there's just not much to talk about right now. We know where this team lies as at the moment. Um, we have plenty of time to talk about what this team's going to do moving forward. Uh, if you need a recap on the season, it was bad. They, they weren't good, but we all knew that was going to happen going into it. But yes. we were talking before and you said, okay, they did what they were supposed to do, or they were, or they did what they expected to do. And I said, but did they really? And I don't know. I, I, I expect them to be dead last. I mean, it's hard to compete with a team that loses 13 games with only like a few points in Anaheim towards the end of the season. And I mean, the other thing too, is, you know, they weren't going to try and lose that game for Jonathan Taze in his last home game. I mean, it was crazy enough that he scored. He got his goal. They could have lost the game. That was a win right there. Yeah, they could have, but they they weren't <laughs> going to do that for him. The players weren't going to just allow that to happen. It was, I mean, what a wild ending. And then just like Kaner, he almost ended in OT on a breakaway. Oh, I know. In, in their last home game. How crazy would that have been if they both completed that? I think it's just even funnier that they both kind of did the, the almost <laughs> the almost goal in their last game on a breakaway in OT. Let me Hilarious. ask you this because I saw a lot of people saying it. Kane and Taves not playing their final game as a Blackhawk together is a crime against humanity. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, it sucks. I don't know. I keep getting like the more that like the realization of like this era of hockey is over, the more like the glasses come off of like, yeah, that would have been great. It would have been perfect in a sense, but like, there's always the chance that it wasn't going to happen. And like, sure, like it sucks. I, uh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> at least oh, yeah. we got to, at least we got to experience in this, in the Stanley Cup era. We at least got to have one of the players from that era go into his final game as a Blackhawk knowing it was going to be his final game as a Blackhawk. 
Yes. He was able to get his send off. Like Taze was able to get a send off. Like the fans were able to salute him, knowing he was not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Where everybody else, it was kind of like Hosa was kind of Hosa was out. It was, of the an, it was an off season move. Yeah. Keith was an off season request. Seabrook just fell off because of injury. Couldn't play. Kane was a traded. It was win. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to get traded? And then, of course, yeah, there was road trip. The, t- the timeline on that was just like it has to happen within the next 48 hours for it to work. Like Crawford was in the offseason, was told he wasn't coming back. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like none of the guys got to go out and get the proper salute and send off that they deserved. And so it was really cool that Taves was able to do that. It was able yeah. to get around. It was nice the, to see that you captain got to do it. Yeah, I, I thought the funny thing was when uh, they did the post game interview because they had him mic'd up the whole game. Yeah. But then they had his mic on, and they kind of went to the close up when they were still like kind of cheering. You, you see him like turn to uh, Andreas Athanasio, and he's just like, "Oh fuck, I don't want to do this. Can we just get the? Can we just get off the ice early?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's so funny because he just like he he. I don't know. I feel like he's just like I don't I don't need this. Like I want to like I want to keep playing like. This is too much for just me, even though, like, he doesn't – he is very humble about this situation and how he's, like, probably the greatest Blackhawk captain in, in Blackhawks history. Like, We had yeah. to mention it last week, too. He's not – like, he's one of the greatest captains in NHL history. Like, he will go down as one of the best, and it's just – it's so ridiculous, the blinders that the rest of other fan bases have because they don't like the Blackhawks and they, yeah. they don't, he doesn't get the credit he deserves for, for what he did to, for this game. Yeah. Plus all the, um, the extra stuff with the, like the Kyle beach situation, a lot of the fan, like not fans of the Blackhawks, but fans of the NHL that like don't like the Blackhawks, like threw that back at him, even though like doing more research into that situation, like he had nothing to do with any of it. Yeah, and it's, and like even guys like Sopel and Boynton like went back on what they said when everybody everybody knew it's like, but everybody didn't know. It was like those were it's, unfounded claims. It's it sucks. And but yeah. I guess it comes out of this too though. Do you think um the other question I have about Hayes is do you think he plays next year? I mean, it's gonna be a a, a long summer of reflecting, and ultimately I think he'll probably end up not playing. Uh, which what which is why it's probably gonna take a long time. It's not gonna be it's that's why he couldn't retire right away. Like he doesn't want to. He yeah. obviously doesn't want to. Right. But going through how the summer is gonna go for him, I'm sure he's gonna probably be working out like he's gonna be playing. And with what's been happening over the last couple of years, man, like he probably just won't be able to keep up. Like it's gonna be too much. And it's just like the it's as much as like he got to play his last game and know it was his last game for sure, he's still like we said, like going out not on his terms. Yeah, that sucks. And I don't know. I think if he does play, I think it, it's got to it's gonna be for like a Winnipeg. I think it's gonna be one of those yeah. like home league minimum. I mean, role. I it would be cool if he. I would think it would he would be a great fit on like New Jersey. Yeah. Because they already have Hughes and Hiche down the center, and he could be like the third line guy that like is huge in the defensive zone, wins all the big faceoffs. And I mean, I personally don't have New Jersey going out of the first round because the Rangers have just been there before already. But like them getting that experience this year, and then could get somebody like if he wanted to, if he was able to keep playing like Jonathan Taves next year, and then during the preseason he'll just pull a Crawford and just be like, nah. Peace. <laughs> Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so Taves riding off in the sunset. It's officially the end of an era in Chicago. There is not a single person from the Stanley Cup era left in the Blackhawks organization. Um. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those weird things, too, that it's like, yeah, we knew it was coming and all that. And then even yeah. though it's here, it's still doesn't feel like real yeah the book's finally closed though yeah it's officially yeah. it's officially closed one of the our arguably best franchise in the salary cap era so far yeah the run that they put in the ghost <laughs> if that door wasn't closed all the way <laughs> <laughs>
Um, arguably one of the best franchises in the in the salary cap era, winning three cups in six years. You had the the amazing run in twenty uh twenty thirteen with the what was a twenty nine game point streak to start like twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine. Still the last presence cup team or presence trophy team to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So until another team does it, Blackhawks twenty thirteen team is the greatest NHL team ever. Honestly, if the team had a full season, I wonder what they would have done. If they would have been up there with like some of the best teams of all time, like win wise. But with Boston just did this year, kind of flirt with that. Yeah. But maybe. You never know. Yeah. Maybe you never know. But it's definitely one of those don't be sad it's over, be happy, be be glad it happened situation. Yeah. Like it's super bummed out because I think it also brings the fact that we're getting old. Oh yeah. And that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, apparently I'm supposed to be retiring too, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we're, old. we're not allowed to. Yeah. So but yeah, end of an era. You got anything that you want to say about about the about the era we just experienced? I mean, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do it again. It'd be great. It's yeah, it's it's cool to reflect on it. It's almost like I said, like at the end of the season, it's like almost relieving. Like now it's over because now it's a it's the whole new story. It's the new new look Blackhawks that we're going to be. I mean, still not seeing the new look Blackhawks yet because I'm sure it's going to be a completely different team in three years. Um, but we're in that transition mode where we're pretty much at the floor and we'll be building now. And it's not going to be a quick one. No. Even if we do get Bedard, it's not going to be a quick build. No. And that's fine. We have the blue like the blueprint has been laid out with mm. Coach Richardson and his playing style and his mindset that he wants to bring what Blackhawk hockey is going to be in the future. He said, I think like I don't know if it was like the last game of the season or if it was like an exit interview type thing, but he's like, We, you know, we put in a plan, we we saw how it's gonna go, and now it's time to just build on that, develop it, get the pieces in there so that once we're ready to go, there's no questions and we hit we hit the ground running with it. Yeah. And this team's in a great, like, it sucks to look at it. And we kind of talked about last week, but it's like this team is in a great situation. Oh, uh, yeah. Position for the future. Like, the prospects we already have in our organization, the the draft capital we have over the next three seasons. I mean, we're only locked in for, like, a couple contracts. And Seth Jones is the only major one long term. We have, we have, a great cap situation going forward where we're not like, there's not guys on this team that can't like, I don't know, you know, like, like when Louis Erickson and, and guys that are being traded to Arizona, like we don't have any, any issues like that. Yeah. Like most of our guys are on there are pretty much either UFAs, RFAs, or they have one more year left on their deal. Yeah. So right now, Locked in for next season. We have just under 13 million in forwards. Um uh just over 20.5 or 20 and a half million in defense and 3.8 in goalies. Then there's obviously the uh Keith penalty, um, which is just under two million, and then just about 1.3 million in buyout history from Brett Connolly and Borgstrom. And then the two million from Jake McCabe. Oh yeah, two million for Jake McCabe too. Um, Wait, right now it's projected cap space is forty million heading into the off season. Forty one ish. Uh, Bjork is an RFA. Austin Wagner is an RFA. Kershaw's an RFA. Caleb Jones is an RFA, and Ian Mitchell's an RFA. Um, Taves obviously is the, the UFA. Anthony Anthony CU's UFA. Uh, Juju Kara, UFA, uh, Andreas England, England, whatever, UFA, England, and Stalock, um, UFA. And the only, and I honestly, I don't think any of those guys come back. Uh, apparently in the exit interview, Athanasio said he would like to come back. Well, yeah. So, I mean, they would like to come back, but I just, I, I don't, 
see. I just don't know. I mean, I guess I mean, he really didn't do anything to like blow teams away to be like, oh, yeah, here, you, you proved you can do it kind of thing. I mean, 20 goals. He actually he had 20 goals. Holy yeah, shit. He, he finished the season with 20 goals. Oh, shit. That was a yeah, man. Why? His, his, ever since the trade deadline, he actually played pretty goddamn well. 40 points. There was a lot of guys that played really well on the team that was, that was very dismantled. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you got to think. Nah, we said we weren't going to talk about like the future because it's today, but <laughs> I'm like looking at it because you got to think like Lucas Reichel obviously is going to be up there full time next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to imagine Colton Dot's going to get a look. Ah, uh, you know, not. No, uh, not not right away. No, you know, I think he might get like a little look in the beginning in the preseason. And then it may see some fall over that 10 game with uh, junior. He's 20 right now. Oh, he'll probably play AHL. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just don't, I don't think that he was, I mean, he wasn't as high of a draft pick as <clears throat> uh, Kirby, but he wasn't like, I don't think he was, I think he was also a reach at that pick. I forgot they signed Korchinski. Yeah. So ever since the trade deadline, here's some of the stats from like the guys that finished out the season. Athanasio had 18 points in 21 games. You have point, point eight six points per game on a team with no Domi and no no Kane, no Lafferty, no McCabe. Like that's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. And then think Taylor Radish had eleven and seventeen. Dude, Boris Kachuk had 10 points in 21 games after the after the trade deadline. There was a lot of guys that really stepped up and like played pretty well. Fucking Anders Bjork, ever since we got him, 13 games and had eight points. I'm excited to see him. Oh fuck yes. I keep forgetting Cole Gutman's gonna be coming back too. Oh yeah. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I'm I'm halfway torn between like bringing some of these guys back because of I like the way that they finished out the season and they're I mean already know Davidson or not Davidson's uh Richardson system and they played really well to finish the year even though like we did finish like I mean we didn't win a lot of games but they played well I'm torn between bringing those guys back and letting them do that again and maybe creating trade value for them or just letting some young guys fucking come in and giving them a shot People are going to have to come in because you have to get yeah. to the cap floor. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're going to have to sign. I mean, we're already losing the 10.5 from Jonathan Taves' contract. So yeah. it's like. So who I want to, I kind of have a list here who I will, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing back. Who, mm-hmm. who do you, who would you like, like, who are you thinking you would, you would want to see back RFAs and UFAs? I mean, I'm fine with everybody coming back. Um, <laughs> Because right now it would just like on the forward front, except for I wouldn't, I don't want Caleb Jones to come back. Uh-huh. Uh, and, Andreas Ang- England, I don't care. He didn't really have enough I, like time out there. But on the forward front, like Andreas, Andreas Bjork, I liked. Yeah. Austin Wagner, he's an RFA. Like he had good speed. Jujar, I think is, re- I like him. He is, like, I mean, could be injury prone, but whatever. And then Kershev is the other RFA. And like, obviously I'd want Kershev to stay. But, and then it's pretty much just like Ian Mitchell. Like, yeah, bring Ian Mitchell back. Staylock can come back. That's cool. Q Dobin, no, like no reason. It's a lot, it's a lot easier to say, oh yeah, just bring back all the forwards versus the defensemen. Because. Oh, Joey Anderson too. I forgot. They actually put him down in the minors right now. Because Rockford made the playoffs, so. Right. Um, but yeah, our defensemen now, it's like it's getting to a point too where it's like, let's get some of these younger guys in. Let's let them work a little bit and I mean we're still up. we're still gonna be losing games and like they can just continue to like dominate in the AHL if they want. But just be there's enough of them that it could be a revolving door. Oh yeah, just like the how it you was. Come up back some season. Games, yeah, you come up back some amount of games, but it's like 
let's now you can have a couple more of them come up than before. Like instead of one guy coming up or something like that, like, Hey, let's get two up here. Let's get yeah. three. Like, let's, you know, like to get them a little, oh, bit like whatever pairings that they're doing in the AHL, like bring up the pair. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm excited for the off season. Very excited for the off season. Cause the, I just, the, the, fucking, the, pe- the penguins, man, like they had to beat the penguins. Fucking penguins, man. The penguins needed to win two games and they were playing the Hawks and Columbus and they won neither game. But the Columbus one helped us. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's just so... it's just hilarious. I just can't I can't believe they fell apart like that. And then they just go and they fire everybody. Yeah, they nuked the fucking <laughs> front office. <laughs> um but yeah, so I guess the last thing for Hawks, we kind of talked about it, knowing where this team sits. Hawks finished 30th in the league, so that gives them the third best chances at winning the draft lottery. It also guarantees that they will be top five in the draft. Um, Obviously, top two is where you want to be. Yeah. But three, four, and it's, yeah. there's somebody at five. Is it Will Smith at five? Oh, I don't- I, don't I think know. keep talking about there's another there's a fifth guy I I, I can't remember they actually just released a, uh, oh what what count was that they just did the rankings um I don't remember but like, is it for based off of the athletic or what I don't know there was a, just an Instagram post I was just scrolling through and they had the North American rankings the oh and then the and the European ones European. European. Um, is it Puck Report? No, but anyway, so they, but basically it was obviously Connor Bedard, Fantelli. Um, so the Hawks have an eleven point five percent chance at first overall, and it is possible. Since nineteen ninety five, the third seed has won the draft lottery five times. Oh, most recently, but most recently, was 2019, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, and before that, Edmonton Oilers, with Connor McDavid. McDavid. Yep, and awesome. I mean, technically, the last two seasons have gone to the last place team. So, what what are the chances the last place team wins it again? Especially when the last place team and the second last place team are small markets. The thing that I like the best about this too is the fact that like I wasn't understanding for a minute on like how they have twenty five point five percent chance at winning first overall, but it's only because teams like the twelve, eleven, the eleven, only 11 the top teams. ten teams. Yeah, can win no, because eleven, eleven can move up to one. You can only move up ten spots, so eleven can move to one. Yeah. So it's like twelve through like sixteen. They don't have a chance, which is why their chance. Or is it 1, 2, 9, 13, 14, 15, Yeah, 12 through, 12 through 16. But like for Anaheim to get their name called in, like directly as their own is 18.5%. So they only get a bump of 7% if it were to land on any of those other six teams. But that in any one of those six teams is not as likely. Do we want to say it? Do we want to put the tinfoil hat on that there needs to be a fix in this and that the Hawks have got to it's win? Not gonna, I mean, they're going to win it. Bedard in Chicago is just going to be – like the era just ended. Like you don't you don't let the era just end. You saw what happened in Pittsburgh. Do you want – And but here's the thing. And like this is I mean, legitimately talking about like a business perspective for the NHL. You were in the point of trying to grow the product. You have the NH or the new deal TV deals. You're going into year two of the new TV deals. You're going to have this generational talent go out to fucking Anaheim when West Coast teams get zero coverage. I mean, you get coverage. It's Zebras was the Zebras was the cover of the of NHL 23. How fucking filthy would that team be though? Zegers, Bedard, and McTavish. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be I pretty just, good. I, don't know. I just think I think it's just bad business for the NHL. Yeah. And call me a biased hawk fan all you want or everything like that, but legitimately, 
Bedard needs to go to an original six team. He needs to go to a big market team. Yeah, I mean, the, the NHL is better when the Hawks are good. And it's a fact. It is a fact, and that is not – I would be saying that if I wasn't a Hawk fan, and I, and I 100% believe that. Oh, yeah, and everybody hates it. <laughs> everybody hates it. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I have the, I just have a feeling, man. It's a, a feeling and it's in my gut that they're going to get it. I just want top two. Yeah. Top two would be great. I'd be so happy with top two. I don't know what our chances are at two. Um, I was looking at this. Uh, everywhere I saw was just like, um, was just like first overall. I was literally looking at something like that. Um, so, so for draft lottery odds, for first overall, the Hawks have 11.5. Mm-hmm. Second, 11.2. For third, 7.8. That's so weird. Well, I guess not. Not for, really. For fourth, 39.7. And for I, I mean, with these kinds of odds, we have the worst odds to finish in the place that we're already in. Uh, no, we yeah. do. Yeah, because San Jose to stay in fourth is 15.4. So they have better odds to stay in their position than they do moving up. Yeah, I yeah. just... It's just we're more than like I don't know. It's really weird because I feel like we're more than likely not drafting third. I don't think we're drafting third. I will isn't say that weird? No. That's we're so not, weird. Yeah, we're not drafting third. Oh man, I think it's either going to be first or it's going to be fourth. Fourth is a good spot because you're not going to have to. You don't have to like choose between the like two of the other top guys. But goddamn, second would be cool. Hey, it's gonna be yeah. Jesus Christ, we have the highest percent. Our highest percentage chance right now is a third, a fourth. All right, so Europe, so North American skaters: number one, oh, Connor Bedard; number two, yeah. Adam Fantelli; and number three, Will William Smith. Okay. Um, number four is Matthew Wood, and number five is Ryan Leonard. Um. One, two, and three are, have not changed from their midterm ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Wood was ranked eight midterm and jumped up to four, and Ryan Leonard was fourth and he dropped down to fifth. What a loser! Yeah, for European skaters, uh, Leo Carlson is number one, uh, Matiov, uh, Michkov, number two, and that's where I stop because I just I'm, I cannot pronounce these fucking names. You did. Um, you did good. You did well. But number, but those two have not changed at all. But no, I like what you're saying. If you're, if you're number, like you're number one, you know who you're going. Yeah. Number two, now you're like, you want to say it's gonna be. It's gonna really, be Fantelli. Number three is where it gets tricky because then you have you have Will Smith, you have Leo Carlson, you have Mishkov. Yeah. So then I get number four. Then it's like, okay, you get to pick between two of those three. I mean, I as far as I know, Will Smith isn't even in the conversation for top four. So, but that really just depends on like the plan of the team drafting fourth. Like, are you willing to wait like until twenty twenty six for Mitchkoff to come over, or is his contract up twenty twenty six, or is that his last year? Um, his the twenty twenty five twenty twenty six season, I believe. Is okay, the- so it'd be twenty six twenty seven is when he comes over. Yeah, which a five year rebuild for the Hawks. That's kind of lining up. Yeah. Um, Kid's sick. <laughs> the kid is so good. So, yeah, he signed through the 25 26 season. I'm excited. May 8th. Come on. Get here. Yeah. What day is that? It's a Monday. We should record. We can record. We should do that live, live reaction. Live again. Yeah. So, you fun. can just see, like, you know, the Simpsons where it's like, um, Ooh, Tampa scores again. This uh the Simpsons where he's like pause like if you're if you pause at oh, this exact yeah. moment, you can see his heart ripping apart. And it's like 
Oh no. Yeah, it's oh. uh, yes. I love it. I already have, we know it's funny, an Instagram save drafts. I already have a post save for if the Hawks win the draft lottery, <clears throat> you lose the draft lottery. <laughs> That's good. Got it, got so, it, got him, got him in the chamber. I was so excited when I found both of them. So I was like, all right, let's go. Um, all right. Anything else for Hawks talk? No, I think that we're good. It's, uh, let's get into this off season. This is like, it's so funny. Cause like, I just think about it now of, uh, like playing NHL 23 in franchise mode and just simming through seasons. Like this is when I get excited. <laughs> like it's the off season time and it's, it's like time to do the draft. And and that's well, what's gonna be great. because you're the same weird as me. Like I, I almost love the management like side mm-hmm. of it more than the game itself. Like I love hockey, but I get mm-hmm. something about free agency, trade deadline, draft time. Oh, yeah. No fucking because like, well, because we, we get to watch the results of those moves. Yeah. And like that's where it's exciting. And it's easier to critique the moves that are made versus like the play that's on the ice because yeah. god damn. But all right. So we're going into NHL. Real quick off the top of your head, any news in the NHL that you thought should be Brought up real quick. Uh, the playoffs started. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I don't. I don't know. We kind of went over. I, I. I. mean, the season officially ended. Connor McDavid is the most insane person in the world. Most uh, most hundred point scores since the ninety five ninety six season. Ninety five yeah. ninety six was just a fucking year because like everything was set that year. The 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 Red Wings with the points. And wins or whatever you had most hundred point goal scorers you had what was it, the last hundred point defenseman yeah like that oh, wait, was that no that was like i thought that was 92 93 or something but that, uh, no no it was 95 96 i think you're right yeah. um but even not even just that but like goal scorers there was like 550 goal scorers yeah like what <laughs> Tage Thompson came close, but Braden Point with 51, Leon Dreisaitl 52, Rontanen 55, Pasternak 61, and Dave McDavid 64. Jesus Christ. Who was your, like, surprise 50-goal scorer, 50-plus goal scorer? Braden Point. Yeah. Easy. Nico Rontanen hitting 55, that was kind of kind of disgusting. Dude, but that team, that team was has been – and is going to be minus Landis Cog the whole time. Yeah, that came out. That and he, yeah, he's he, out for the playoffs. And they were out with Mc, McKinnon wasn't there, so Randon really stepped up and carried that team for a bit. He yeah, they if they somehow win another Stanley Cup, dude. And I know, but if they somehow find a way to do it, they need to give him some sort of fucking bonus or something because he literally kept that team. Yeah, like it's insane what he the year he had for that team. Um, I can't believe McKinnon still finished with 111 points. How many fucking games did he play? Well, it's 71 games. Jesus Christ. That's his actually was that his that was also his first time, I think, breaking 100. I think so. Let's see. Yeah, because he hit 99 in 2018, 2019. Um, Jesus, just scoring was just through the roof this year. Was it Swayman and Olmark, one that was the Jennings Award? They had to have won it. Yeah. They're, they're both, their goals against average is 1.89 and 227. 938 save percentage and 920 save percentage for both for those guys. Like that's. The team is just defensively sound. Which they just got it, they just got it done when they needed to get it done, except for against the Hawks. I just, yeah, I had no. I think we talked about like, oh yeah, this is the year they're gonna miss the playoffs finally. Boston, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was that, or I mean, what? <laughs> it that's exactly what we thought, and then of course they put up the best season ever. But I mean, Pasternak had just the most disgusting season. Oh yeah, he had to get fucking paid, and he was gonna make yeah. sure he got every season. He was make, he was making sure he's good. He's making sure, yeah. But all right, let's go. Let's go into this. Where do you want to start? The West or the East? Um, uh, we can start in the West. The West, the, right. I think the West is less exciting. Yeah. So clearly, yeah, the West. I mean, we've been saying this since the trade deadline. Like the Eastern Conference was, it was an arms race going into the, the trade deadline. Who can get better? Everybody was trying to one up each other on trades and moves. 
the West was kind of just sitting there. Um, so we're going to basically, we re, we're picking two series for each conference. We're going to get prediction for all of them, but we're only going to focus on a couple series because there's just no point in talking three hours about every series here. Um, Cause some of them are just, they're not interesting quite frankly to us at yeah. least. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll start with uh, one that we find interesting Dallas and Minnesota. What do you have? I'm taking Minnesota in six. Ooh, I picked Dallas in five. <laughs> yeah. So the reasoning, because Minnesota had a sneaky good season, but Minnesota tends to disappoint in the playoffs. So that combined with the fact that Jake Ottinger was almost the reason that they beat Calgary last year in the playoffs That's and fair. expecting that basically Jake Ottinger, which they got game one, he had like a 920 save percentage and lost in overtime. Um, was it, was that game, the double OT game or no, right? Last year? No, this, this past oh, last night, last yeah, night. Last night was the double OT. Yeah. So that was, yeah, he made fucking Jesus Christ, 45 saves on 48 shots. Um, I just think that Minnesota is always due for like just a collapse and that, like I said, partnered with Ottinger being absolutely disgusting. I think that that's why Dallas wins in five. Yeah. I just, I I'm going against my gut feeling. Like I, I, my gut feeling was Dallas is going to walk away with this series, but yeah, every time I think like, you know, Minnesota, like it's just gonna, you know, roll over and die. And it's like, look, they put up, what is 103 points this season as a team. They yep. were competitive even when they didn't have Kaprizov. Now they're all healthy. Yeah, and they did have a lot of guys step up. And they're not even playing Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, yeah, they're they playing still, Phil because they he have, had a great end of the season. <laughs> yeah, and worst case scenario, it's like if they need to, they have Marc-Andre Fleury in the chamber ready to go with the playoff experience. I I don't know. I just, I like this, this team. Minnesota team is just is more exciting to me which is mm-hmm. weird to say because I've always thought Minnesota was a boring team. We always call them the mild and all that kind of shit. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel Minnesota is a more rounded team at this point right now than, than Dallas. Like Dallas has got the big, the big pieces, the big guys that can go and make the difference. But it's like, if you shut those, the, the main guys down, like Jason, um, Robertson, Robertson. Yeah. Jason Robertson, all that. Like you shut those guys down then it's like, all right, who's who's next up? I mean, you give Pavelski a head injury, it's gonna be yeah, he's like up on him. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this game, this series is gonna be more exciting, even with because of that too. I mean, it's gonna be so heated, and it already was. But man, it's gonna be, that's gonna be such a, a fun series to watch because yeah. I think those teams are pretty like evenly matched. I think that is gonna probably be the best series in the Western Conference first round. Absolutely, 100%. absolutely, without a doubt. I mean. Kaprizov versus like Jason Robertson, like those two guys are so fucking good and skilled. And then they all have like a good surrounding cast of like, su- like support. There's a solid defenseman on each side. And it's just funny to also see Ryan Suter going against his old team in the right. playoffs. Yeah, that's true too. I just think, yeah, stars. I mean, they, off, they made it to what the quarterfinals last year. No, they lost in the first round to Calgary. Oh, that was a first round. Why did I think that was second round? Damn, never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Who did Who did Nashville play? Oh wait, I'm so confused. I'm I'm pretty. I'm almost positive Dallas played Calgary in the first round. And that, if only I could remember what last year looked like. <laughs> Um, last year, no, uh, no, you're right. Yeah. First round. Okay. And was it Colorado versus Nashville? Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota, okay. St. Louis, Edmonton, LA. Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton, LA matchup again. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know. I think this is also, I think a game that could a series that can go seven. Yeah. I could see that too, but that's not what I chose. Cause I went with my gut. <laughs> um all right next up the other series that we're we're gonna focus on here um in the west is the edmonton oilers and the la kings i almost said la knights for some reason i don't know why i stopped myself uh jonathan quick 
Yeah, that's true. Um, who? What did you take? I originally was going to go with LA and seven, but then I decided that that was stupid, and I went Edmonton and six, because even though like LA is a, a clearly a better team from what they were last year, Edmonton is better in a in a sense that they McDavid is better than he was last year, and that's all they need. Did you see McDavid go end to end yesterday and just skate through everybody? Like he didn't score anything, but it was like how easy he was able to do that. It's it's so scary how he can turn it on like that. But it's, it's insane too the fact that he didn't even touch the score sheet yesterday. He was a minus two. But I mean that's the thing though. It's like if you're able to shut down McDavid, Drysdale still had two goals though. That's true. I mean, it's just, it's so hard. I, I, on that bracket, I took Edmonton in seven as well. My heart, I wanted LA in seven. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it's just comes down to like game changers for me. And McDavid's the biggest game changer Um, in that series. I don't think he's going to be the biggest game changer in the playoffs though. No. No, because you're going to get to a point now where it's like you have all the teams that are playing are going to be able to stop them. Like they're oh, yeah. more it's, it's do or die. Yeah, exactly. It's not just, it's not regular season hockey anymore. You're not just playing in the Pacific division anymore where we're majority yeah. of the division where it's a weaker team, which I keep saying that, but I think they had the higher point total in the West the Pacific. They also played each other. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's like you shut down McDavid though, then it's like you have arguably the second bat one of the, the second best player in the NHL, Leon Dreisaitl. So it's like yeah. now that you gotta kind of like, can you is it possible to shut both of them down? Like, how are you gonna do this? It's I'm I mean, when it comes to playoff hockey, like anytime those guys touch the puck, you know that they're gonna get fucking hit. And here is the big well, would you say in that too? Wasn't McDavid, was it last year, a year before? He was kind of complaining about yeah the hooking and grabbing and all that kind yeah. of stuff throughout. So it's very easy to get into his head up with that kind of shit. Oh yeah. Just fucking slow him down. <laughs> Here is the true game changing game changer for Edmonton this year. No Mike Smith. Yeah. But we've already seen like their goaltending hasn't been like that much better. It's fair. It's been weird. Um, did they go Stu Skinner last night. I would, I think they did. I don't think Campbell really finished out the season like too much with like getting too much ice time. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they went Stuart Skinner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's another thing though too. Like they're going with a a rookie goalie. So. So are the Kings kind of? I mean, not a rookie goalie, but he's like really his first Kopersal's like true playoff experience, isn't it? No, he was he beat the ta- uh, Toronto in the bubble. Oh, he was the goalie in the bubble. It was what well, was him and Merzlikens. Like I don't know what they're. I can here. Let me just look at his playoff stats. Um. Oh, uh, he played. Yeah, he played nine games. He was three yeah. and five in nineteen twenty. Never mind. I, I retract my statement. I apologize for the, <laughs> there. There you go. The misspoke and, right there. I mean, that and like those are pretty big games too. So get two shutouts too. Are you shitting me? Ooh, you know, that's, a 1-9 goals against average. That's scary when you can fucking record two shutouts in playoff hockey in only nine games. And he's had a very, very good season coming over to L.A. Yes. Like, he's been very good. Like, I don't know, man. My heart says Edmonton in seven, but if L.A. comes out and wins this series, it's not going to be like, oh, man, how did that happen? I'll be like, oh, no, I, I, I saw that coming. Like it's yeah. definitely not one of those where it's going to surprise you or like, Oh, Holy shit. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, that was definitely a possibility. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm sure it, like, that's the thing. They, they snuck away with one win in game one and McDavid was held off the score sheet. So you're not going to get that to happen again. Game two. Yeah. Like there's going to be a game that's going to be like, you're going to have to outscore them, not just out defend them. Like, you know, I don't know if they'll be able to do that too. Um, did you say six or seven games for Edmonton? I said six. six? Okay. I just want to make sure I got it done right here. 
Um, all right, what, wrapping up the Western Conference here. Um, Vegas, Winnipeg. Vegas, what's interesting about this one, it's going to be Jack Eichel's first playoff experience. Yes. Um, also, you got Vegas pulling the bullshit move with Mark Stone just magically better, ready to go yeah. um, at the tra- at, uh, once the season's over. Um, Game I, one, he's ready. Yeah, I have Vegas in six. I took Winnipeg in six. I want Winnipeg. Just I, I just think that after their collapse to the end of the season, like you, I, I don't see how they can continue that kind of hockey. But they have the better goalie in this in this series. Oh, yeah. like Connor Hellebuck could easily steal this series because I don't think Vegas is like too overpowering, like offensively. They're not. Vegas isn't even playing quick. Yeah, I mean that would make sense because. If they're gonna go with like Logan Thompson, he just had injury issues Thompson. towards the end. Of the season. No Thompson. No, they're going that. Are uh, they going Aiden Hill? No, uh, they're Bris- going Brassat. Yeah, Brassat. Okay, okay. <laughs> he was on Winnipeg. Yeah, they're gonna. Okay, well, I mean, we'll see what happens because it's just like, I I just don't think Vegas runs away with this, and Winnipeg has a good shot. They have. I would say like they have the better set of veterans and like Shifley, Wheeler, Ellers, like Kyle Connor, if he can fucking turn it on finally this year. Like those guys I think would make a much bigger difference than like some of the, what Vegas has. I don't know. They got Phil though. Playoff Phil, man. It's like playoff Kane. It's a completely different story. Yeah. Um, all right, the last series here, Colorado, Seattle. Uh, what do you got? I got Colorado in four. In four? Yeah, I'm taking yeah. Colorado in five. I think Seattle will steal a game in Seattle just because I feel like that atmosphere is going to be fucking awesome and you're going to get the boys going. Um, yeah. I would love yeah. to see this game, this one go seven in, in Seattle somehow pulling it off. I think it would just be cool. Yeah. It would be, but Seattle, I, I don't think they just don't have the goaltending to hold up in the playoffs. Because let's be honest, what they did this year, everybody's fucking shocked yeah. that they pulled off what they did this year. Like, there's no reason for them to even be in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, there is a reason. I mean, they're not a bad, I mean, I don't know. They're a weird team. They're such a weird team because you like, you don't know what they are. And one year after that, it's terrible expansion draft in there. I mean, Clearly, they did something right. I don't know. I just I don't know what Seattle is. Yeah, in Seattle right now, their leading point getter was Jared McCann with seventy points, and then you have Nate McKinnon on the other side with one hundred and eleven. <laughs> yeah, I mean hey, Colorado. Jesus, you have the defending Stanley Cup champions who was just there and all that. The main mm-hmm. piece is different for Colorado is they don't have Landeskog and a different goalie. That's pretty much it. Yeah, well, they also don't have Kadri. Yeah, it's true. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, moving over to the Eastern Conference here. Um, two series that we are clearly going to be watching, and if you listen to our show regularly, you're not going to be surprised by these. Um, first up is the game going – well, both games are going on right now. Um, yeah. Toronto and Tampa Bay. And let's see. Let me guess, Tanner, you took Tampa in seven. Absolutely, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course. Would never bet against Toronto losing in the last game of the first round. I am going to be a schmuck, and I'm taking Toronto in seven. Dude, it's going to go seven. It's going to go to OT. Toronto's going to hit the post on a wide open net, and then Tampa's going to win it. No, what's going to happen is it's going to go seven. It's going to go double OT. Toronto's going to score a goal. Tampa's going to challenge it for offsides. It's going to come back. And then Toronto's or Tampa Bay is going to go and score on the next face off. Toronto would burn down. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, last year, that was probably one of the more exciting first round like series. And, and it sucks for you. It was good. It wasn't even like you can fault Toronto that time. Like they did. Oh, yeah, no. but like they, it was a hard fought, great series. Yeah. You, you got rewarded with playing really well in the regular season with playing the two time defending Stanley Cup champions in the first round. <laughs> like, 
back to back Eastern Conference champion. Like, like what yeah. the fuck? Like, I just, I don't know, man. If they can't do it this year, I just, I, I just don't know what else they can do. I really don't. Do they throw it and become a wild card team and hopefully get into another matchup? But then again, you, it's, the East is so good. You, I don't know, try and get one through 16 in the NHL to happen so that you can play the 14, 15th, or 16th place team. Like on paper, it should be Toronto. Uh, I don't think so. No. How do you how do you bet against the team that just went to the Stanley Cup Finals three times in a row? I mean, they have the they Toronto's main issue is goaltending. I mean, they yeah, they clearly lose bad. the goaltending matchup. Hundred percent. They I don't think defensively they're as good. Offensively, they're very evenly matched, but like depth wise. Toronto, like Tampa's always just acquired those depth guys that they like end up playing really well. I'm just, I'm saying I already have Tampa winning it again. All. You have it all the way? Yeah, because like they have one of the best playoff goalies in recent history, let alone all time, still in, in his extreme prime. Yeah. You have one of the best defensemen in the league in Victor Hedman. So the, one of the best forward groups, this team literally does not give a shit about the fucking regular season because like, I mean, they need to take some time off because they've been playing so much fucking hockey and they've been there three years in a row. Like they know what it, what it takes to get there. Kucherov like, with another goal playoff goal. So he's got three, nothing right now, Toronto or Tampa. Yeah. You're the, fucking turning me, man. You were the fucking- team. The team is, is it's the Hawks. Like if the Hawks were able to stay together from 2010 and, or the 2013, or I mean, even the 2013, because 2014, they made it to the Western conference final. It's like, it's a team that like, how could you doubt them? Like, how could you go into the playoffs and going, I don't think this team gets past this round. It's like, nah, man, like they've made it all the way three years in a row. Like, how do you doubt this team? And everybody everywhere, I think doubts this fucking team. And it's because the East is so loaded. But it's like, oh my God, it's insane. The East is insane. And that's what actually is great about the way time zones work is because we can at least watch all of the Eastern Conference games exactly, because of right. the first ones on in the day. You fucking flipped me, man. I went back and I changed my bracket for my work bracket. Well, I'm telling, <laughs> I, how, how many times have I been right when I say like you, until they prove me wrong, I'm never going to not bet against Toronto losing in game seven of the first round. So far, it's gone correctly for five years. (laughs) No, you're right. And it is, man. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I want to, I want to see Toronto break through. I really do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, if they do finally break through, there's nothing stopping them then. I don't think that there's a, a single thing that can stop them because it would be, it would actually be so poetic to like go against Boston round two and for them to just be on such a high of beating Tampa in round one that they fucking smoke them or something like that. Well, I'm going to say now too, in my bracket, I have whoever wins this series is going to the cup final. Oh yeah. I don't okay. see Boston making past the second round. Yeah. It's just I, I don't know. That's it. I think only one team that's won the President's Trophy in the, the past since the Hawks has like made it past the second round. Maybe. Um. Oh, here we go. Let me pull that up. NHL President's Trophy winners. Um. Let's see. Florida, Colorado, Tampa, Nashville. Washington, Washington, Rangers, Boston, and Blackhawks. I don't remember who. How, <laughs> that's who. Who? That's who won. And I. I don't remember. Yeah. The only one I'm thinking. Well, no, because it wouldn't have been Tampa. No, Tampa lost in the first round. Columbus. 
Did they not oh. do a Rosen Trophy for 2020? Holy shit. Oh, wasn't Boston? I think so. I don't know. They were in the lead. Whatever. Tampa won that. So Boston clearly didn't make it past the second round. All right. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's go to the other series that we are. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, also, yeah. yeah, the other series. Uh, okay. Why we're interested in this one. Yeah, the Rangers and the Devils. <laughs> what a good series this is going to be, too. This one is so hard for me because I want to be on the Devils bandwagon so bad. Yes. Wait. So bad. I mean, I it's, took. I it's took not this year. It's not this year. It's not I, this year. I took so this the Devils is, in seven. This is this is how I feel about the Devils right now. It's like the Devils are the 2009 Blackhawks. And had the 2009 Blackhawks played Detroit in the first round, Detroit would have won. But they ended up meeting them in the uh, Western Conference Finals. Because back then the playoffs made sense. And you seeded teams one through eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because this game, I mean, this series, I don't know if this would have been a series if that was like the seeding, but I just, you have the Devils in what? Seven. In seven. I have the Rangers in seven. Yeah. And it, I don't know if this sounds crazy, but like when I was talking about like it comes down to game changers, I think the Rangers have probably one of the biggest game changers on their team in the playoffs. And it's Who's Jacob, that? it's Jacob Truba. Oh, I totally thought you were going with Patrick Kane. No, I literally, <laughs> I literally think Jacob Truba is like the biggest game changer in the playoffs because he's such a fucking monster. And I don't know anybody in the playoffs that would be able to go against him one-on-one in any situation of like where he's going to outmuscle the shit out of you. Yeah. And then he can, all he has to do is give it to one of his extremely skilled forward guys that they have a thousand of. They yeah. literally have three lines full of like super skilled forwards, but like in front of the net or just bring it from the point on the power play. Like Adam Fox doesn't have to even worry about playing defense. But as soon as somebody goes into the corner and Jacob Truba's out there, he's going to fucking murder them. <laughs> like, you. I don't know how the Devils are going to allow, like, Jack Hughes to go chase a puck on the four check with Jacob Truba fucking going into the same corner without, like, six guys as backup. True, yeah. You and make he... sense. You make sense. And then, <laughs> like I said, I I know the smart decision is the New York Rangers. I just, my heart, I fucking yeah. want New Jersey. Like, New Jersey – for so long has been like yeah. on the cost of being good. They do all the right moves and they just, they can't put it together and make it happen. And now they have a fun, exciting team. To, yeah. To but that team's young. That team's young and they'll they're be gonna back. Be there. They're going to be there they'll, for they'll sure. They're 100% yeah. be back. But I don't know. I just, I, I want the Rangers to win just because of the whole, for, I want another first round pick. Yeah. I, I have them that. going to the Eastern conference final as yeah. well. I want that first round pick, but the second they lose, if it's especially if it gets New Jersey, I am all on the New Jersey bandwagon, and I oh, am yeah, New Jersey fucking runs a train on this fucking Eastern Conference because it just be it'd be so fun. It would be so much fun to like watch that team, especially Jack Hughes and Nico Kicher, Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes like, setting the franchise Hughes. setting the franchise record for points in a season. How about and, the end of the season with Luke Hughes overtime yeah. winner with a fucking sick goal too? Yeah. This team is yeah. so fun to watch. Like yeah, they're they're exciting, and yeah, that, I mean they're losing right now, like three to nothing. So. Yeah, nothing. So it's not really going too it's, well. It's and, just and one it's, of those. It's it's one of the things that I'm taking into account of just like inexperience in the playoffs versus the team that's just made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and has one of the best goalies in the league, some of the best forwards, like with especially Kaner being so clutch. Terrace Angle scored the first goal for him today. I watched so before we hopped on, I was watching the game and I saw the Tarasenko goal. They're in New Jersey, and I had to double check that he's it was so fucking loud in that building. Oh, I'm sure it was insane at how many New York fans were there. Like, so I mean, New Jersey's got their their work to cut out for them in the stands on the ice. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I my heart my heart says seven New Jersey in seven, but my brain says Rangers in seven. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, all right, so the two other series, we'll wrap this up here. Um, New York Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, the battles of Sebastian Ajos. Yeah. Um, that was fucking hilarious, them going at it. And uh, it's Carolina Ajo throwing Islander Ajo on his ass. Um, I have Carolina in, what did I say, six. I, I actually have Carolina in six as well. But, I mean, the Carolina team, with all the talk going on about, like, pretty much every other Eastern Conference team, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, just out of nowhere made a run. But the other thing, too, is um, their goalies are going to end up getting injured, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. Yeah. Auntie, Auntie Ranta put up a, a huge game, but, like, can their goalies stay healthy? He left a really bad goal, though, yesterday, too. The whiff pass that just rolled up his stick. I was like, oh. Oh, did it really? Oh. Yeah. I was like, God Ooh. damn, Ranta. And I totally forgot Burns was on Carolina. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, And then the other series here is Boston, Florida. I got Boston in five. Yeah, Boston in four. Yeah. I I always like I, – I, I'm not a big fan of sweeps. I, I like to give every team benefit of the doubt of at least one game, unless they're the Blackhawks, then they're going to sweep everybody. Absolutely not. The Florida – the Panthers don't belong in the playoffs. That's like one of the only teams that Dude, do they not got, belong. They got hot at the right time, and they took advantage of Pittsburgh just shitting the bed. Florida went from winning the President's Trophy last year to barely making the playoffs this year. And they were not good in the playoffs last year with a president's trophy team. Like, nah, I don't think they got shit. They, they, in order to win a game, they need to have Kachuk score like six points. 100%. Yeah. I mean, he, what did he, did he put up their only goal yesterday? Yeah, he did. Unassisted, too. He's going to have to do everything unassisted. Barkov's going to be great two way, but I mean, they're just, they're just going to be outclassed on every, Every aspect. And then that's the thing. Like, I think this series is going to be just too easy for Boston that, like, come round two, it's going to be, like, a rude awakening for them from whatever beast comes out of that Toronto-Tampa series. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Tampa. But That's the only – I mean, that's the only thing that Boston really, I think, is plays their advantage is that their series is going to wrap up quick. They're going to have time to rest, and Toronto-Tampa is going to beat the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. Who played in net for Boston yesterday? They were having that weird – Omar ended up playing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they had that weird, like, both goalies were sick. Bergeron was sick. He was out. He was the only one that didn't play. Yeah. So that was weird. So, all right. Well, that's the first round. Who? What's your cup final, just so we can have it on record? Oh, Dallas and uh, Tampa. So I have pretty much uh, – Jake Ottinger is just going to be an, an, a monster. It's going to – I I'm, I have feelings and vibes of just, like, 2012 quick. Yeah. And he's going to – Colorado just isn't what they were last year. They don't have Landis Cog. They don't have Kadri. Oh, it's Ronald Sword. Um, yeah. I think Dallas is going to just be able to step it up, and they'll be able to take out Colorado. It's going to be – I would think that's going to be a really great series. And then Edmonton is going to smoke Winnipeg. Um, I don't think that's going to be close at all. <laughs> Even I mean, if, they, if Vegas, Winnipeg, you have Winnipeg, or no? Sorry, I'm messing up. Um, and then I have Dallas versus Edmonton in the Western Conference Finals, and I just think that Dallas is going to be the more complete team with a much better goalie. Well, my initial bracket here even though I don't want it to be this way. So I have Colorado versus Boston with Colorado winning again. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance in hell Colorado wins again because they don't have, they don't have what they brought last year yeah. and every other team has more. My, my Western conference finals, Colorado, Vegas, my Eastern conference final at Boston, New Jersey. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. I played it fucking safe on my bracket. I don't know why. Not like it fucking matters. There's no money or anything on it. So I don't know why I didn't just go with my heart on it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so all right. Oh, was, I uh, didn't I never submitted my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I just looked at that. Oh my god. 
That's uh, funny. All right. So that was our first round predictions. We will obviously be covering these games throughout um, the playoffs of so the first round. Um, I think going forward, when we talk, we're just going to talk about those four series, maybe even like narrow it down to like one or two. Yeah. Um, I mean, if any, if anything like awesome happens in any, or like, uh, like surprise one of these series or one of the other series are going to be like so good. They got to talk about it, but. I think it's safe to say too, though, probably for the next couple of weeks. I mean, we'll talk Hawks, but I think it's going to be more of an NHL podcast format here. Yeah. Um, Cause there's, if there's really, any Hawks news. Yeah. Really not going to be anything Hawks related until the draft lottery. And then once the draft lottery hits, then we can start talking about, you know, Oh, X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And Bedard. And here's the link to buy your Bedard Blackhawk Jersey already. Blah, blah, blah. Like stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the C on it already too. <laughs> And an all-star patch already. What? How is that possible? Um. Anyway, um. So yeah. So that um was episode two twenty. What do you want to call it? Uh, it should be like end of an era, or like thank you nineteen. Like I like thank you nineteen. We'll keep it simple. Yeah. Why not? All right. Thank you, 19. Thank you, Jonathan Taves. Best captain in the league. Slash playoff review. <laughs> no, just keep it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, 220. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to the Spotify. Subscribe to the Apple Podcasts. Five-star review on Spotify yeah. and yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. yeah, tell us who you think is going to win the playoffs. Let us know. Tell us, who, tell us what we got wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. clearly we always get this shit wrong because my, I forgot to go back. I wanted to go back and see who we picked. Oh, wait, no, that might be an Instagram post. Um, shit, fuck, cock. <laughs> um, where is it? I wanted to see who we originally picked. All right, let's do it next week. Okay. Because we're so deep. We're so I'm, deep in this one. All right. All right, so we will check you out on the next one. Social media, WCB podcast. Oh, you know what we can do next week too is uh, like end of the year awards. Like, oh yeah, since this was like more of a prediction kind of thing, and then we can kind of recap like a little bit of what's going on in each series. So that'll be good. I am marking it down right now so I don't forget. And then yeah, go over what the hell we predicted. All right, cool. So yeah, we will. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right, love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.